What up, y'all? Welcome back to the Don't Fret podcast. My name is D. Fretter. I'm a poet and spoken word artist from just outside of Vancouver, BC, Canada. One of my favorite things to do is sit down with another creative and have a conversation about what they do, why they do it, mental health, self-love, and other things like that. This is a podcast where I have those conversations, record them, and then share them with you. Before we get into the episode, it would mean the world to me if you would hit the subscribe button. Not only will that ensure that you never miss another episode, but it'll also help expand the show. This week on the podcast, friend and former guest Pia comes back to the Don't Fret podcast to interview me about my upcoming spoken word poetry special taping. And uh, yeah, we just she basically asked me a bunch of questions about Joy and Misery, the book, and the upcoming special. And asking me questions like, why are you doing this? Which, you know, a lot of people have been like, why are you doing this? And stuff like that. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much what this episode's about. By the way, um, please please uh, check out the show notes below to get tickets for the show. I know a lot of times people are like, oh, I'll, I'll come to the next one. But uh, there, there won't be a next one. Uh, this is kind of like a one-off. This is... Uh, this is something very special to me, and I would love for you to be a part of it. So definitely come through and and don't miss out on this opportunity. I know you'll be able to watch the finished project later, but there will be something really special about coming and, and being a part of it live. So definitely go check that out and listen to this episode. It's a lot of fun. And, and if you're just listening because you know Pia or something like that, welcome. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoy this conversation. And without further ado, let's get on with the episode. What's up, everyone? You're catching Pia here as your guest host for the Don't Fret podcast, interviewing our favorite celebrity bad boy poet, D. Fretter. What's up, D? Not much. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm happy to be back. Happy yeah, to be here with this you. This is fun. It is fun. I hope it's going to continue to be fun. This is wonderful. I'm happy to be doing this with you. I'm, I'm happy that you're here. <laughs> yeah, last time you were on the podcast, you were, you were in like the top five for episode plays that's amazing yeah it's it pretty cool that makes my heart happy that's awesome it was so cool to do it with you yeah it was really fun and um you know sh- shout out to the handpicked home fans and oh, thank anybody you. who like just like oh pia's i'm gonna listen to pia's voice <laughs> awesome so shout out to y'all gang uh, gang yes my very muffled uh voice doing that whole thing it was so cool to do it but i'm so glad to be doing this in person with you yeah yeah and i think it's gonna be rad yeah for sure Yes, so we're here to talk about a few things. I want to dive a little bit deep with you, if yeah. you'll let me. Absolutely. Um, about joy and misery. So if it's okay with you, maybe yeah, we totally. just we just get started. Yeah, absolutely. Let's get into it. Let's go. Let's okay, I've got a few questions here, and uh, I think I'm going to start with the first one, first and foremost. Okay. I know, I know why this book of poetry is so special for me. Okay. But from you. In your words, let's start with, what is joy and misery? Now, do you mean, like, how do I describe the concepts? Or? I, think, I think so. I think what, you know, what was your, yes, how do you describe joy and misery? I mean, like, if we're just talking about the concepts and not why I named the book joy and misery, okay. which would be almost like two different things. Oh, yeah. Joy okay. just being like, for me, it's the deeper side of happiness it's the deep end of happiness because happiness is fleeting 
and it comes and goes and it's circumstantial. Yep. Whereas mm-hmm. joy is this thing that like you can maintain it even during the hard times. You know, it's that grounded optimism, that stubborn hopefulness that people yeah. kind of know me for. Yep, for sure. Um, at least I've heard. <laughs> and misery would be, you know, that like a deep sadness, which um, even in my most upbeat, kind of happy-go-lucky moods, there is like this sort of like chip on my shoulder that I haven't really been able to shake. Mm-hmm. And there are moments where I'm really in it, and, and then there's moments where I'm not. And so I guess that's what those two things kind of mean to me, just as like conceptually. Okay. I think that's fair. I think for me, if I may, uh, it's so special. Your words make me feel things. They like touch me. It's to read it and to feel your journey and to feel sort of your darknesses and then your way, your path to like the light. I think it's, it's wonderful. And I think we all have those journeys, which I think it's why it's, it's why it's so good for such a wide range of people to read it. Yeah. It's been interesting just kind of hearing back from various demographics, like who responded really positively to the book, which I, I didn't necessarily expect. Right. Um, I I guess without sounding too like I don't know toxic masculine about it, mm. I was stunned by how many white women were like, "Oh Fair. my goodness, this is the truth." Yeah, <laughs> this changed how I'm gonna approach my next year. This Amazing changed my though. goals, and it was it, beautiful, lovely, wonderful conversations with people. But it did take me by surprise because, you know, like when I per- how I perceive myself is not somebody who. It's like one of the girls, you no, know, like totally that. Fair. I'm not a wine mom or anything like that. <laughs> so it's just kind of funny, like how many people from that demographic were able to see themselves in my work. Yes. And also see others close to them in, in your work and, and know who this might touch around them too, which I love. A lot of those wonderful wine moms are going to be passing it on to their children. They're going to mm-hmm. be, you know, spreading the love. And I think that's really cool. Um, I, I had these wonderful customers in the shop, as you know, I carry your rad book at, at the shop. Um, and, um, they were shopping around, spending time looking through all the things. One of the, one of the ladies picked up the book and spent quite a few, you know, several minutes going through it and reading it and like silence. And her friend was wonderful. She kept talking. Like she just was going around the shop, just talking to her, this other lady who was like engulfed in your book. And then at one point, then at one point she's like, well, you really, you're, that's a, that's a page turner over there. What do you, what do you got in your hands? Right. And the lady looks up at her and she said, oh my goodness, like this book is beautiful and wanted to learn so much more and i just felt so honored to be able to tell her like it's a he's actually a really good friend of mine and he's local which is good because you don't expect those things she was amazed her friend they she bought one immediately her friend bought one i told them all about you and and how how like if they were passing it on to their children like how can they can follow you and all that and it was like really it was like you changed their world in just a moment in time and it was at the shop so i think that was really cool so it, it was touching even for me so yeah, that's a really beautiful story, and I really appreciated it when you told me that. In the moment, yeah. yeah in the moment, <laughs> I had to text it was crazy, you. and um, I think I was having, like, a bad day. Like, I think a family member had just finished telling me, like, yeah, you ain't shit, you ain't never gonna be oh. shit. I was like, cool, thanks, Mom. And then, 
<laughs> you you told me that yes. and I was like, oh, that's like equanimous. Oh. Equanimity. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's amazing. I'm so glad. Excellent. Well, let's follow up to question number two. Okay. Why do a spoken word special? You know, um, in the, I made a TikTok, Instagram video kind of just giving a little bit of context mm-hmm. of like, you know, I've wanted to do some form of a special pretty much my whole life. Right. You know, um, and I, it, it, it I'd be, yeah. Mm. Speechless. I'd be lying if I said there wasn't just like this kind of selfish part of me. It's like, I'm just giving myself this. I'm not waiting for anybody to give it to me. I'm tired of waiting for fat cats with a lot of money or my mom or somebody to give me permission. I love I'm just going to fucking do it. I love that though. And even if it sucks, I did it. Exactly. You know? And then I guess in a more, I'm an artist who loves to share his art sort of answer. Um, Hearing, hearing my poems is different than reading my poems. You know, like you can read. Yes. You can read like, you are not your pain, just like the sky is not the rain. But if you're feeling cold and gray, hey, that's perfectly okay. You can read that, but you're yeah. not going to feel it quite the same way. Or, um, uh, you know, there's a difference between reading like, no one gets out of this life alive. And then there's hearing like, no one gets out of this life a lie beautiful you know yeah and that's fair so it's like it's it's giving people a different experience of joy and misery than what they would already be familiar with or it's giving you an introduction to joy and misery then you can go and get the book and have a different experience you can read along if you're like oh he's gonna do this poem next oh i yes. know this joke or whatever and then for um you know i have a few readers and I guess you could call them fans in like the UK and then the States and stuff. And I'm just not at a place where I have enough fans to warrant going to those cities Mm. to give them a live show. So I'm like, Hey, the next best thing would be, you know, instead of a long video of me just sitting at my desk and reading is like, let me give you as close to a a live show experience as I'm able to give you. And then if you want to come see me, like this is this, you know, like, Hey, come watch this short film basically on YouTube and I hope that that gives you and like, I hope it breathes new life into the book if you own it or I hope it resonates with you if you needed to hear something in the in the special or in the book or whatever absolutely um you know it, it's yeah I'm, I'm an artist who loves to share his art and this is I think like as good as I am a writer I feel as though I'm like a better performer that's just my personal perception. Absolutely. You know, like I'm, I've spent my whole life on some form of a stage, like as an actor, comedian, musician, and now spoken word artist. So yeah, it just seemed like the best way for me to give these poems their due and to like to really give them their best presentation is to perform them. And because I'm not, again, financially able to tour this show, I'm just going to record it, put it out, and then anybody who wants, wherever you are, as long as you have an internet connection, you can fucking watch it. Which is amazing. Amazing gift to share with everyone. And I think it would be such an amazing way if, if people haven't had the chance yet to discover how special your book is. If this was the introduction for that, I think that's magical in itself. So, 
Yeah, I mean, Amazing. either way, right? Like, yeah. if, you, if you're very familiar with the book, but you've never seen me perform, or this is the first yeah. time you've ever fucking heard of me, and now you're like, oh, this is a book as well. I'm going to get this book, you know? Because there's, you know, pieces I'm going to have to leave out of the special. Mm-hmm. And so you have other things in there that, you know, extra pieces or whatever, if you get the book and yes. whatever. So, because a next, like a follow-up question to this was going to be, how will this be different from the book? But I think you've managed to explain yeah. that. Yeah, and it's also like ordered differently. Like I was just, before you you came over to the studio. Mm-hmm. Um, Love it. Um, I was working out the best flow for the live show and, and, you know, there's, you know, there's a couple pieces that are not in Joy and Misery that are going to be in this okay. special. Um, so, you know, it was just figuring out where to fit everything and for it to make sense because Joy and Misery as a book is kind of like a poetic hero's journey. Right, right. But the way I came about writing these poems wasn't quite so organized. And so the special is intentionally a little bit more conversational because there's people that are going to be there. I'm going to be talking to them and stuff like that. Yes. So yeah. It's, that's so it's, a, it's a different, it's like the same message in a different form, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Interaction, different vibe. Yeah. Um, expanding on it, which I think will be cool. A little bit. Yeah. Um, might be funnier than the book too, just because. Mm. Well, whatever, ha- whenever I perform, people always tell me that I'm very funny. And it's like, oh, I, I never intentionally said a joke. Right. You know, it's just like. It's organic that way. I think so. And yeah. I think part of it is like, whenever I get nervous, I just say things. And people <laughs> just think it's funny. <laughs> that's, it's all part of the delivery, too. That's I'm the exact same way. <laughs> so that's yeah. fair. I love yeah. it. Okay, cool. Well, I can't wait. I'm, I cannot wait. Can't wait to for all the surprises that might be in store. Yeah, well, I hope it's I hope it's entertaining and engaging. Okay, it will be absolutely. What are what are some of your favorite specials? And did you and did you draw inspiration from any of any one of those to create yours? Well, okay, so I guess the most direct inspiration for my special would be another spoken word special, which would be. Um, in queue live at the ace okay which is on amazon prime video excellent um you know q is he's he's my hero um kind of a mentor figure and de- like i wouldn't be a poet without him absolutely and his like the time he's taken to give me advice and the time he's he, like the first time i ever performed poetry was for in q and uh yeah you know like you know, for white guys who play acoustic guitar, they got John Mayer, I've got in kind of thing. <laughs> and then I think as far as like how I perform or or like how I crafted my stage presence was from watching a lot of like Jim Gaffigan's oh, okay. specials, Love which it. I know a lot of people don't really think when they meet me or see me. But um I think I learned just a lot of like lean into who you are yep. from him and don't take yourself too seriously. Right. And then, you know, the the sort of calm, confident intelligence of Trevor Noah, mm-hmm. uh, specifically Afraid of the Dark would probably be my favorite special of his. Love it. Yes. Um, one of mine, too. And Josh Johnson's hashtag. Yep. Shout out to the boy <laughs> one time. And 
you know, like I, I have a lot of problems with who he's become, but I, I have to acknowledge that Dave Chappelle was a huge inspiration for yeah me as a comedian. I was a very young person right. and you know, like that's where my stage presence come f- comes from is like this huge background of studying comedy. So absolutely, you know, Kevin Hart and all these other people, but yeah, those would be your top, you know? Yeah. I would say like, I learned the most about being a poet from Q and Rudy Francisco. And then I learned how to be on stage from like Jim Gaffigan, Kevin yeah, Hart, right. Dave Chappelle and Trevor Noah. Love it. Um, all my favorites. So that's why we vibe. Yeah, you're, we just we just get along. You so know well, what? Yeah. You're uh, one of my favorites too. So that makes total sense. My I love God, it. Stop it. <laughs> Are you even surprised? Not not at all. I'm blushing. Stop it. <laughs> okay. So on that note, who would be an ultimate dream collab for you? Um, this could be. Um, as a guest on your podcast, as part of something for your next special, or maybe as a feature in a future book, anything like that, just. Oh my God. Oh man. (laughs) Well, I mean, there's so many people I would love to have on the podcast. Yeah. I would love to talk to, um, I would love to talk to Cody Co. Oh my goodness, that would be actually amazing. Yeah, <laughs> it has to happen. I would love to talk to Cody Co. Yes. Um, I would love to talk to Christian Pierce. Okay. Yes. And don't call Dom. Yep. You know, these are all people I would I would love to chat with. Um, I guess like involved for my next special, I think like a two person special or something of in that form. Mm-hmm. It's pretty rare, even in stand up. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's very true. And when it comes to writing, I'm actually a poor collaborator. Okay. I hate collaborating with people when it comes to writing. Okay, fair. I hate it so much. That's why it took me like mm, 13 years to start a band. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Just because I just, I hate working with people. It's um, tough. It can be tough. It, well, I find it annoying. Yeah. Like, I guess I'm just a, maybe a little too prideful. Like, obviously I'm working with other people to produce this special, but they're, like two of my closest friends mm-hmm. and they know like don't fuck this up for yeah me yeah and don't get in my way whereas i found in a lot of co- creative collaborations it's been a lot of like we're butting heads we don't see eye to eye we yeah. do things differently um but maybe in like a book form maybe like co-author or something and we're like handling different sections or something um mm. Ooh, you know, I, um, Rebecca Baird. Oh, Rebecca Baird. I would love to do, I would do literally anything with Rebecca Baird. Fantastic choice. Yeah. She's, she's amazing. She's, um, yeah, she's, she's great. Cool. She's lovely. Yeah. She's, she's so witty in such a different way. Okay. Um, and for a while we were both part of the same kind of online open mic crew and people would sort of compare us or kind of put us in this group of like there there was like four of us that yep. were like oh they're the best ones in this mic right and within that group of four the other two would say that me and Rebecca were the better ones which we didn't agree with but, <laughs> and Rebecca and I were always arguing about who was better because we just brought such different things to the table right you know like I'm bringing a sweet potato pie she's Love bringing it. 
I don't know why people bring the potlucks, <laughs> but something delicious, you know. Some potatoes or something like that also. Yeah, mashed Could potatoes, be, you know, sweet there, potato There's fries. a vibe there. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's, a, there's a similarity, yet you will have your own uh, takes on it, right? Yeah. You'll bring your own piece to yeah. the plate. Um, and I think that's really cool. I think that's a really cool choice. That could be awesome. And especially when you've already gotten that feedback yeah. in the past about you guys. Yeah. Ooh. Well, even like um, we did a virtual live show for Joy and Misery, just like as a book launch party. Yep. Um, and Rebecca performed there and yes. she was incredible. And people like people were messaging me for days. Oh, amazing. We complimented each other in terms of like energy. So to like make something together would be pretty cool. That is really cool. I have no idea what it would look like. Um, that would be the fun of it. And I think that finding somebody, because again, it is hard to work with people and it is hard to find the right vibe and energy. So finding that one person that even the journey of it being fun to figure out together, that's the whole thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. We'd probably end up fighting a lot, but I think that she'd be a person that I could not take the fight too personally. Yeah. You know what I mean? Good. You're on the same team. Yeah, You're just, right? You're just taking those highs and lows together. And I think that's cool. Then there's this possibility. I might fangirl so much. I'm like, yeah, whatever you want. (laughs) That's like me. (laughs) Totally. You're great. Like, I'm sorry if anthropology came to me and was like, hey, let's do something at the shop. I'd be like, what? You just, I'll sit back. I am in awe. Like, take my money. Can I shop? What's (laughs) happening? Am I spending the money? That's fine. (laughs) That's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. That's amazing. Okay, good. I like that. I like that a lot. Okay. Okay, I got I got something a little different. Okay, yeah. Are we allowed to look into the future a little bit and ask what's next on the horizon for D Fredder, or do you not want to jump there yet? Like that. Mm. As mm. you're, because I know this, there's there's prep in this. There's so much in in involving you know the make of your special but there's i mean as you're doing that you're already 10 steps ahead on what's next right i know that about you come on what <laughs> i nah, know I go with the flow. <laughs> so i'm about half mm, half 30 percent done my second book okay there we go um during doing the rough draft but i i edit as i go so that makes the re-editing process a little more streamlined Okay. Which is good. So it's like, yeah, I'd say I'm like half, half 40% done. Something like that. Um, And that is going to be different Mm -hmm. than Joy and Misery in some ways. But it is going to be a good companion to Joy and Misery. Okay. Um, Yeah, I don't want to give too much away about it. That's fair. But it is like, in some ways, like you could read one. You could read this one first and then read Joy and Misery. Okay. Um, but I think it, it might make more sense to read Joy and Misery first. Obviously, it's been out longer. <laughs> um, Fair. But, yeah, I, I, there's a lot more prose in it, and I'm expanding on certain, like, little anecdotal stories from my past. Okay. And this one has more of a clear point to make. Fair. Okay. So I'm working on that. Um, my third book's maybe like 10% done. Uh, don't quote me on that. Yeah. I love this. Um, and then there's some business things that I don't want to talk about. Um, but yeah, like I'm taking something that I've, I've found is that 
um, me as a poet, I think if you're into poetry or, or you are open to reading someone else's words, like, cool. Like, you're going to like my stuff. Right. But people don't find poetry quite as interesting as, like, doing music or acting or whatever. Right. It's still a very niche medium art of art to get into. So in order to kind of create a business around my writing and what I do, I have to, I'm trying to strategize how to kind of not make the poetry unimportant, but maybe like present it as though it's not the main thing. Okay. If that makes sense. Like, um, I can tell you more about this off recording. Okay, fair. Um, but, <laughs> I'm honored. <laughs> um, yeah, I just um, I'm I'm working on turning this into more of a business and and uh, making it so that like even if my reach doesn't, you know, algorithms hate me and I'm not willing to pay, mm. you know, ev- twenty bucks every post to get it out there to the audience that I should already have. Right. Absolutely. Um, like. I did it. I'll do it a little bit for like Facebook or whatever, mm-hmm. but like I'm not doing it for TikTok. Yeah. Or so, um, if my reach doesn't go much farther in the short term, I've, I'm going to make it so that I at least make a little bit more than I made off of Joy Misery. Good. Like, um, yeah, math is kind of boring, but it's like uh, I'll have to do a little bit more work and there's more of an upfront investment, but there's more profit to be had absolutely and there's more of you to share right like if you can expand and you can grow and we can see you know more of more of what your brand is more of what you are yeah more more of the brand for sure and i think like not to i don't i i offended a family member when i said this earlier okay but basically it's like i'm tired of my shit making white people money and I'm not making that much. No, that's fair. And so I'm like trying to keep, I'm trying to basically build a house and then keep it in house. Yep. Stay true to you. Yeah. In the best way possible. Right. In the, in the, in the, and with the largest reach with, with spreading the most. I love that. I, Hey, if I can ever be of, of help to you, I want to be involved in this journey yeah. further. Uh, yeah, I, that's cool. I guess I haven't told you all the thoughts already, so mm. we'll talk about it off yeah, recording. Yeah, I and love it. You'll probably be down. So yeah, I, excellent. <laughs> you know yeah. me. That's great. Yeah, no, I sure. love that. I love that. I I you know was gonna ask about for say a second book if there was gonna be like a theme if we could talk about a theme, but I think you touched on that. I think you touched on prose and story a little more story right behind mm. maybe some it's not so much that there's a story as it stories, is stories i guess yeah, expansion like that's why i use the word anecdotal yes um so like for example i can say this because i usually end up saying this in live shows okay. anyway but like i'm gonna in the in the second book i tell the story of why teenage mutant ninja turtles is such a huge part of my childhood excellent okay good and i i explain like this specific this other show really fucked me up in a good way but also maybe like a bad way and i'm not really (laughs) sure okay um and it's more about like you know on my tiktok some people don't even know that i wrote a book or some people don't even know that i do poetry they just think that i'm like an advice guy Mm -hmm. they think that i'm a a mental health advocate and that's kind of it right 
Um, some of them are genuinely surprised that I'm not a therapist. Yeah. <laughs> so there is kind of just like things that I would say in those videos kind of rephrased into a more poetic way and yes. stuff like that. Okay, so it's, it's cool. Like, That's cool. Yeah. Um, I guess you could say like if anybody is familiar with propaganda, the the rapper, right? It would be very similar to not very similar, but think about his book Terraform, and mm-hmm. it's like that one kind of inspired this next one. Okay. Okay, that's cool. But it's it's still different. It's still me. Yes. It's still doing my thing. But it is like I was like, oh, like this is somewhere between like this is a book of poetry, but also it's just prose rants and ravings mm-hmm. to make a point. I could do that too. Yeah, for sure. That's anyway. a lot of like me doing pretty much anything. It's just like, oh, I could do that too. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll make it happen. Yeah. Well, it's funny. I, of course, I'm a big follower of yours on social. Um, and I've seen the different ways that you've tried. You've connected with your followers and your readers and, um, you know, your, you know, being people being surprised that maybe you're not a therapist um (laughs) you are full of wisdom though and that's how part of how I describe honestly your your writing and how it's touched me is that you are this sort of amazing wisdomous human being and I'm like in awe all the time like for reals um but um tell me a little bit and I know because there's a lot there's a lot with social media that's frustrating and a lot that's fucking bullshit and that we all are learning every day I feel tell me a little bit about your social media journey I feel like when you're sort of the advice guide, that all plays a part on your branding. So I feel like if you're going to expand on those things in like future specials or future books, I think that's really awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, tell me about how you feel about just social in a, in a quick, uh, I don't know if it can be quick, but it how's quick. it, yeah, how's it going for you? Like, you know, like recently it's been going fine. Good. You know, um, I've, I, I, I've, put out a couple of videos like I put out like when I said recently I mean the last six videos I've put out Mm -hmm. are in a format that I wanted at a production value that I was aiming for excellent you know I said what I meant and I meant what I said and two out of those six um went past the usual view count and I got good engagement and I got about 100 new followers from that awesome so like right now I'm like oh yeah it's fine um but also like Given the nature of what I talk about, I do annoy some people who maybe don't see the world the same way as me, mm-hmm. and they really make sure that I know that, okay. and uh, <laughs> they really make sure that I I know that I'm a beta cuck sigma bitch. Or oh whatever. my goodness! Uh, or it's just yeah, dumb shit a, like that. Yeah. and um, there's some white people who really don't like it when I say that white privilege is a thing. Mm, um, well. And there's some people who try to like summarize what I said. Um, and I feel as though they missed the point and stuff like that. And, yeah, and, for sure. You know, like I don't, uh, my biggest problem with social media, specifically TikTok, is that I feel the need to monitor my own comment section because people can say, some, someone will say something offensive or outland, outlandish, and then I love the community that I've built on there. Yes. But some of them go fucking nuts, and then they like, then all of a sudden there's an argument. Right. And then I got like 75 comments and two likes. And I'm like, I don't like that. No. So then I got, so I'm like nipping these things uh, off of the head before they can become a problem. Right. So they're coming through for you, but it becomes just about all this different stuff. And you're like, you know, let's not go there. Let's not yeah. make this. Yeah. This is what this isn't supposed to be that. about. Exactly. Yeah. Let's like, not waste our energy. Yeah. Like I, I don't 
I've never seen a point in arguing online, even when I see like creators having beef and like yeah. doing videos back and forth. I'm like, that's fucking dumb. Like, yeah. why would you, why would you, why, why would you? And I, I think my biggest frustration with social media is that the algorithms do what they can to keep my content suppressed for the most part. And so, you know, Typical mathematically, shit. it just doesn't work. Right. For like the amount of followers that I have, I should be getting more views. And right. I'm not the only creator that has this problem. It's it's like it's an on mass thing, but I'm still frustrated. Yeah. But I found a balance where you know I found this workflow that works for me, and I'm I'm just starting to see the response that I was looking for. Excellent. Um, it was funny. You know, like three four weeks ago. I posted this video asking my followers, like, do they like this format or this format? Okay. And the ones that responded were the ones that like, oh, I like the old format. And I was okay. like, cool. So I kept doing the old format. And my videos were bombing. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And then I, I went to the new format with the, with the camera and the microphone and all that shit. And uh, the engagement was good. Like, it was good math for the engagement and the metric was meeting my standards of what I thought was good for right. the most part. Like, again, out of, like, the last six videos, I think one kind of bombed. But that's fine. Yeah. You know, I, still, I was still like, eh, it's, it's a clip from a YouTube video, so I don't need it to do amazing. Like, yeah, about 100 people saw it, so that means, like, two people are probably going to go to YouTube to check it out. Right. Or whatever. So, right. Yeah. Oh. I think it's um, there's always highs and lows. I think, oh, yeah, absolutely. yeah, for for working with social media, but the the few people, the the people that you do can connect with, I think, what a difference it makes. So I hope you know, obviously, yeah. that continues for you because that's what we want. That's what we, you know, that's how we're yeah getting through. It's really sweet. There's been a few followers that they're like, I don't even like poetry, but I bought your book. Like, it's amazing. <laughs> they're like, I didn't even. Like, I don't give a fuck about your poetry, but I bought like four of your hoodies. <laughs> I'm like, that's okay, great, amazing. Awesome. See, that's how you're getting them on the other parts of your branding and, and who you are as a person, I think. And also, I love those people that are just like, I just like, I'm going to get this because there's hate on this or I'm going to get this. Like, if TikTok isn't like spreading your videos out, I'm going to fucking do this for you because that's like TikTok, yeah. you know, can one, shove it. One woman, I thought this was really sweet. She um, she bought the hoodie. She bought the book. And then she made like three or four videos of her reading from oh, my book. Amazing. So she was just like, oh, this guy that I follow, he put out this book of poetry <gasps> and it's amazing. And then she's like reading it. But I don't know, like she may have some difficulty processing graphic symbols or something. Okay. Like, it was very awkward readings. Of okay. My poems, but it was really <laughs> sweet. I was like, oh, my God. It's like. Fucking bless your heart. <laughs> I'm not duetting a single one of these. Yeah. But, like, that's great. But it's wonderful that you put yeah. in the effort. And yeah, and I was just like, I love to see it. I love the support. And it was, it was really sweet. That's the wholesome side of social media that I absolutely adore. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. And, and it's been amazing. Like through social media, that's how my book has sold yeah. as many copies I'm as it so has. Glad. Yeah. You know, and, and I've gotten DMs like from some people that I'm familiar with and some people that I absolutely do not know, just letting me know, like, I got this book and it, you know, it affected me in these positive ways. Like I, I got a, Ugh. I got a DM from somebody. Um, and they said like, I, I read your book and it made me call my mom. Oh my God. Oh, wow. And I just I got like, like chills. Right. And <gasps> I was like, Oh my God, that's crazy. And then they were like, yeah, uh, it's been about two years. Oh wow. And I was like, I'm like, I'm getting emotional now. Yes. Um, yeah. So like social media is frustrating and there's a lot of haters and there's a lot of racists. Um, yeah. It's a wild world. And a lot of homophobes, which makes no sense to me because I'm not gay, but 
whatever. <laughs> they come at, they come for me anyway. Um, but there's a lot of really sweet people, and a lot of a lot. Most of my followers are the sweet people. Yes. So it's I'm, been cool. I'm glad. I'm glad. I love that so much. Yeah. If, if so, now you're going to be working on a second book, third book. You've done the journey of you know up until now with Joy and Misery. Um, are there things in your process that you're going to change, going to um, expand on, going to do differently? Like this is a really cool process that I've been able to like sit and see from the sidelines a little bit too, which I think is really amazing. Um, is there anything that you can think of, even how it's even your even your illustration, even like how you're putting it together, things like that. Yeah, the illustration has been nothing but a headache. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> what a fucking nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> Super good question to follow up with. That's great. <laughs> Tell me more on that. Spill the tea. Um, I used to be really good at drawing. You like, are. First of all, you are no, still. No, 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 but, no, but yeah, I was. I was a better visual artist than I ever was a musician. Okay. That is okay. not. That is not cap. That is accurate. Okay. Um, I had scholarships. Like I made money off of just being good at drawing. Right. Um, I had the potential for a career that I could be doing right now <laughs> if yeah. I had just decided. I was like, no, I'm going to go to school to learn how to work with the youths. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, the, the kids need me. Yes, <laughs> they do. Um, that worked out very badly. <laughs> <laughs> so things like, we learned the hard way. Yeah. So to go back and um revisit this thing i haven't practiced in 12 mm -hmm. years it's like i am maybe like half 25 percent the skill i was mm -hmm. and the vision's so clear in my head and i cannot reach yeah. it and just with the nature of my schedule i don't have the time to practice to get my skills up the way i want them and right so that's been really frustrating and that's probably held me back from one aspect of this future thing mm -hmm. I was talking about before mm -hmm. is like okay. my visual skills are not as high as I would like them to be. Um, so I'm not satisfied with the way things have turned out. Gotcha. Um, was, as far as like the difference in process with um, book two, not so much book three. So the thing Joy and Misery didn't have a process because I didn't realize I was writing a book until it was about like 80% done. Cool. Okay. Because I was just like writing down yes. my spoken word poems. Like the, the poems I perform, I was writing those down. Right. And then I was writing down like my Instagram poetry and there was just some that I hadn't posted. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then all of a sudden I had this like word file or this file of all these different word documents. I'm like, oh, like I guess I could put these into a book. I love that. I was like, yeah, I could do that. And I was like, oh, it's kind of like a poet's mixtape. Yeah, I love like, that. I love how that's come together. Right. So then there wasn't really a process there. It was just like, okay, here's everything that I had written up to that point. I'm like, this isn't quite enough, so I'll just like add more as I go. Right. And I was like, okay, I read through everything that I had. So the word, like, I think there's like, what, 110 poems mm -hmm. in Enjoy Misery. Um, so I, let's say I had about 85 at the time. Okay. Um, I was just like, okay, here's everything I've written that is worth keeping. <laughs> what great. am I trying to say? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then it was like, oh, there's a lot of like duality of life 
being talked about in everything that I write. Because, you know, like uh, writing it in the moment, you know, I'm talking about loving yourself and and grappling with the fact that you're going to die and also Mm -hmm. being super resentful towards, like, your biological parents and being, like, a misfit and, and, like, I've had, like, this really sad fucking childhood, but also I'm, like, stupidly, stubbornly, optimistic <laughs> what the fuck is that I love that you yeah. know so it was like i was like oh, okay clearly i'm i'm wrestling with the both end mm-hmm. of my own existence mm-hmm. which is very esoteric but that's basically what it was so then i was like okay um and i had like four titles okay in, in my head yeah i was like i guess i could call it this or i could call it this or i could call it this and i was like ah oh, maybe i'll call it joy and misery because there's a lot of joyful things there's a lot of miserable shit I was like, oh, yeah, and then I'll do, like, a happy face on the cover, and the cover did not look, like, my first attempts at the cover yeah. did not look the way that it looks now, like, <laughs> and that smiley face has become, like, my logo Yes. the Don't Fret um, Instagram uh, page, and, and uh, like, it's on, on all my hoodies and stuff that's like right. that. And all fucking, the merch. Fucking Ryan made stickers and shit oh, like that. Oh, that's what we need. Yeah. Um... And then I changed the logo, like, <laughs> and then it changed, evolves. Well, like I'm, I'm gonna change it at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so that's just kind of how it, it happened. It, it was almost like not on purpose. So then for book two, the process is okay. What do I want to write about? Right. You know. Yeah. What do I? What's left to say? You know. And then book three. Is like, what's this other side of me right. that I haven't yeah. really shared poetically yet? Totally. So I love this. I love that we've gotten so much insight as to how it's come together, where it kind of came from. This is getting me pumped for your special. This oh, that's be, good. That's good. That's a whole idea. I got. Yeah. I hope I got everybody there. I hope <laughs> with this. Um, it's a whole goal. But like, it's. I'm pumped. I'm so so. I'm so excited. It's gonna be good. All right, so we had the opportunity to ask our awesome followers on Instagram if they had any questions to drop for D. Fredder, and I want to know, did you hear back? What are no. we talking, working with? Oh. Uh, no, no. <laughs> yeah, everyone was just super clear on that. Like, oh, we get it. We get it. He's a whore for attention. Uh, dude loves to perform. He's just giving himself the opportunity to do it. Yeah, we're let's super clear. Do, let's just see how this pans out. Yeah, yeah. We'll in see his if he way, actually does it. You know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Then, let's put him to the test that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's like, yeah, I'm not gonna go. Uh, I don't know if I'm gonna watch it, so I don't really have any questions. Yeah. So I was just like, okay, sometimes cool. it works that way, though. Sometimes I don't have questions until like the moment that. I'm in it. And then all of a sudden I have all these thoughts and yeah. emotions and nothing to say beforehand though. So I yeah. feel that. No, that's fine. Yeah. It's, it's, like, it was fine. Like I, <laughs> I kind of half expected that, but was still a little like disappointed. Yeah. Okay. Cause there was like, there's a couple of my followers who asked me absurd questions when I don't want to ask. Answer questions. Yeah. Fair. Then all of a sudden I'm just like, I've given you a window. And there's crickets. Like, where are you now with your... Like, I've this past week, I've had three different people ask me, like, what my relationship with the concept of rest is. And it's just like, fuck off. (laughs) Okay. Fuck off with that. Guys, come on. Like, come on. Yeah. I don't have one. No, exactly. I was going to say, what relationship? Like, let's talk. Let's... What's that like? Me and rest broke up, No, it's 100%. And, like... That's it's such a funny thing to me. So like, it, you know, I didn't actually 
tell them to fuck off. <laughs> of course not. Internally, we'll I, never I was more just like kind of annoyed, but I wasn't like, oh, fuck this guy or whatever. Mm-hmm. I did just find it really interesting because, you know, like I'm, I work a full-time job. Mm-hmm. Um, in my relationship, I'm the one who cooks. Yes. You know. And um, I, I get to reap some of that reward every once in a while, which yeah, is really yeah. nice. We love having you over. <laughs> um, uh and then I have, you know, like I, I'm, I'm writing these books. I'm trying to make this content. I'm trying to make this podcast. You know, I've got these other creative projects on the go. Just started a band. And we're talking about maybe putting out some singles and all that stuff. And, um, you know, I'm waiting to get like a master of, my, of our first single. Oh, my right gosh. Now, I can't you know, wait. Like, I can't wait. There's all these things that I like want to do. Rest would just kind of get in the way of me having fun. I feel that. Like. I think there's a lot of people who would maybe come across me and think this guy thinks that he's got some really important things to say. And, and the drive comes from thinking that he's like a prophet or something. Okay. Like that. Whereas, you know, in my book, I have a line. It's like one of the first poems in the book was like, I never, I never said I was wise. I'm just some fool who loves to rhyme. <laughs> you know, I yep. just like doing these things. You know, it's like um, Joker from the Dark Knight. I'm just chasing cars. I wouldn't <laughs> even know what to do with them if I caught one. <laughs> and so, like, Love for it. me, this relationship with rest and, and how do you recharge and stuff like that, I'm like, I'm trying to rejuvenate my soul. And physical rest gets in the way of it that. It does, yeah. You know, because I can't do both. Yeah. I can't rejuvenate myself and rest. and so I'd much rather try to rejuvenate. That's so why I try to do as many things as I possibly can. So I feel that. I feel sleeping is like a punishment. Well, <laughs> it's so fair, right? And I feel like there's, you know, phases and seasons for things. And I'm like, this sleep will come. That'll come when I'm ready for that, you know? But right now, I've got this amazing to-do list that yeah. I, I just want to knock off. And like it's it's and it's ama- and it's keeping me mm-hmm. like it's keeping me going. Yeah. And, like, I think this would definitely change if I didn't have to work a full-time job to pay the bills. Like, right. if, my, if my art, my work, and all these other things pan out. Oh, yes. And then my expenses are covered and I'm financially independent to some degree. Mm-hmm. Uh, then, yeah, I'd definitely take more days off and I would definitely rest more and stuff like that. But I just, like, one, I love doing these things. Mm-hmm. So that's how I want to spend my free time. And, two, I can't. If if I rest, these things don't get done. Yeah. This art doesn't get made. And I don't have a means to like turn it into a business. Right. And I'm not turning this thing that I do into a business because I'm resting. Right. So it's like I can't do all the things. I know. And I think a lot of people just don't really respect that or get that or want that for me. You know, which is it's fine. You don't have to want it for me. I want it for me and it's me. So whatever. It's hard because right now we're living in a world where like balance is a big. It's a luxury. It is a luxury. Like that's the thing. It's like we try, we, we kind of spread the, spread that message of like there's, you know, work-life balance or balance of all the things, but like we don't always afford that opportunity. So yeah. I, I am, I, we hustle all the fucking time. Like that's just what we do. Yeah. Until until we find ourselves in a position that we can have some rest, and I think that's yeah. totally how it is, and I feel that yeah. through and through. Well, yeah, it's about what do you want out of life, exactly. You know, like you know, so if I want 
the special to come out. I want the special to be good. I got to fucking practice. Yeah. Yeah. You're working night and day. Yeah. You know, I got to make sure everything's smooth. I got to send emails. I got to post about it and, and tap absolutely shoulders to make sure that other people know to post about it and all that kind of stuff, you know, like, because that's what I want out of life. Exactly. You know, if I want to just be balanced and work a day job and have a peaceful, quiet family life, then awesome. Yeah. I would exactly. That's that. wonderful for you, but that's, yeah. Yeah. That's just not what I want. Yeah. You know? And that could change and things can change, but right now. Yeah, exactly. You're doing your thing. Yeah. I think that's, that. I feel that. <laughs> I feel that very much. So, yeah. Yeah. Did we get through all your questions? Did you... Did we lose track or was that all? No, I feel like we got through them and then we got to talk about other things. Uh, cool. But yeah. yeah. Uh, wait, so I want to ask you though, like yeah. what, I guess, um, if you have any last words, how, what, like what, any last words to get us pumped for this special? So this will come out the Thursday before the special is out. Okay. So if you haven't gotten your tickets yet, Please go get your tickets or whatever. I know that like I do a lot of live shows and a lot of people are just like, oh, I'll come to the next one. There likely won't be another one like this yeah. until I'm too expensive. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. That's a good way to, that's a good you know, way to there, put it. There won't be one like this for, th- this is probably a once in a lifetime, like, no once in a lifetime opportunity, but this will probably only happen once because I don't think book two is of the nature where we can do right. another special. Right. Because there aren't as many performance pieces in it and all that stuff. So like in that yeah. sense, like you may all oh, come to the next one. It's like there probably won't be one. There definitely won't be one that's put, has this much thought put into it. There definitely won't be one that's this long. Fair. And, you know, I this is, Joy and misery as a whole has been the thing I've put the most effort into. Um, so if you're one of those people that's known me since I did music or somebody who's known me since I did comedy right. or anything like that, like that was nothing compared to the amount of effort that I've put into joy and misery and, and how much energy I'm going to bring to the stage. And so, yeah, don't, there's no get you on the next one. It's like you come to this one or you, or you miss out because i think any way that you'll do anything in the future every way that you do it will be unique so this will be like the one-of-a-kind show yeah for joy and misery that you don't want to miss and if you like you know you may all come watch it or whatever or we'll just watch it when it comes out it's like okay it's fine but it won't be the same yeah you know like if you have the opportunity to be a part of this and maybe be in it you you don't want to miss that. Yeah, that's you know? that's awesome. So, you know, like this is uh, yeah, this is the hardest I've ever worked. This is the thing I care the most about right now. Um, it would mean the world to have you there, and you won't be able to get me on the next one. That's right. I love it. I want to say that I'm very grateful to be even just a small part of this journey for you, Joy and Misery. I've I I've 
had the privilege of seeing you live um, with your music. I've had the privilege of seeing you do comedy live, which is how it all yeah. fucking began, and it was awesome. Oh, that was so, oh, man, that's so fucking fun. <laughs> Let's talk about that for a second. Yeah, Like, yeah. <laughs> that was when you went up and didn't have, from what I understand, because that's not how it came across, but you kind of were just like, I'm just going to fucking roll with this. I'm just going to do this. Yeah and see how it goes. What's our crowd like? What are we working with here? And I was in the crowd, so I made it I made it for you, I hope. But I was it laughing was, the loudest. Yeah, you and Ryan. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, actually that's that's that same night that's where me and Ryan became friends. That's awesome. Um yeah, I feel like I may have already told this story on the podcast, but basically I was friends with this um folk duo. Yes. And they were kind of splitting up because one of them was moving to Ontario. Right. And so they were having like moving a home. going away show yeah. at this um it was like basically like a like a lodge or a mansion or something. Yeah, like, like a that. mansion. It was like a castle. It was like a mansion. <laughs> it was just like, it was like a, Crescent Beach Castle. Crescent Beach Castle or whatever. <laughs> um so they were playing there and they they just asked me like, "Hey, would you be willing to do like 20 minutes of stand up as as part of this like show and in my head I was like fucking weird but all right you know, like, <laughs> no, cool totally. am i to say no 100 you know like my stand-up material i was a different guy like, like yeah, i was yeah i was so angry um i was really struggling with like i guess alcoholism um yeah. and was like struggling with some suicidal ideation and stuff like that right um and so I was I was not in a good place, mm. and I knew my material for the most part was not appropriate for this <laughs> folk totally. duo because like they were hardcore Christians, yes, and most of their supporters were also like hardcore Christians. So I was like, I don't really know what to do, and I kind of just kept putting off writing appropriate jokes because I just I hated not being able to say nigga. I was <laughs> not being able to say fuck. But that's why you had me in the crowd because right, I yeah. was not. The hardcore Christian yeah, yeah. that everyone else was. Yeah, so I remember like not knowing how the evening was going, <laughs> but they told me to show up for sound checks. So I'm there, and I'm just like kind of like jotting down like ideas in my head. I'm like, that could be a joke, maybe. <laughs> um, and then I met this other folk duo that was gonna also be playing, and they were like, I was like, oh great, cool. So I'm gonna go up kind of do an MC type of thing. They're going to play. Right. They're going to play. And they were like, oh, no, you're in the middle. And I was <laughs> like, that's a bad idea, but cool. <laughs> this is going to fail. This is going to fail. And so so then this folk, this, the opening folk duo plays, and they sound like fucking, they sound like Magic. all their music should have been like entangled or some shit. Yes. Like it's just, just the Ma- whitest, sweetest, lovey-dovey totally. bullshit. I'm like, wow. Shout out the Crescent Sky. Y'all are great. Um, <laughs> and then I'm like in the, I'm like, I got to just like stretch my legs and get ready. Cause that's like something that I do. Okay. I pace a lot right before I. Okay. Perform. I like like that. the more, like the more you see me walking, the more like unprepared I must okay. be. <laughs> just burning circles in the carpeting. Something like that. So I'm like out on the porch and then the, the, the guy who's moving. Right. He walks up to me and he's <laughs> like, hey, man, just so you know, like they're going to finish their set and then there's going to be a presentation. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, like, what is that about? Like, we have a board meeting. What? Yeah. 
<laughs> and, then, and then you're on. And I'm like, cool. So then I'm like standing at the back waiting to go up. Yes. And then this presentation happens and it's like the other guy's mom runs a charity for like starving kids. Oh and I'm my like, goodness. That's right. <laughs> like this is just not going yeah, the way it like, should oh, be. No. <laughs> so that, yeah, I, I don't really remember much after that. I just know mm-hmm. that I walked up. I grabbed the microphone and I remember saying like something to the effect of like, I was here, I'm here to do stand up, and I just want you to know that I also think it's weird. <laughs> and I was like, you know, like, um, these people played and they're beautiful and so white. And, um, <laughs> and, you know, we started talking about children starving in Central America and that wasn't funny at all. <laughs> oh, not at all. But here I am now. And then, yeah, and then I said, like, but here I am or something like that. And then I kind of just spaced out. And then <laughs> I remember ending with the one written joke that I had that, yes. I, was, that I knew was appropriate, which was, um, like, I wish I looked blacker because then I could say the N-word in public, you know, because when I say it, people are like, wow, that Filipino guy hates black people. <laughs> yeah, totally. Wow, that, oh, he's not Filipino. Wow, that Hawaiian guy hates black people. Well, actually, he's black and Asian. Wow, that Asian guy hates black people. Um, and I I look blacker now than I did then. Okay. Like, well, you got, hmm? you look, your, look, look your, you got the locks now, though. And- well, I have the locks, but also I think, like, the way I've sort of, um, like, worked out oh yeah it's given me like my facial features are a little sharper than yep. they are here yeah that's fair and for some, like i just look more like a black person right then like i'm not as racially ambiguous right not that i ever thought i was it's just the people usually said it but no one hits me with that anymore they okay just call me light-skinned okay okay yeah so yeah that was like that was like the day we met right? i that like, was that met- wasn't that wasn't the day we met because we met at, at um, our favorite cafe, one of our favorite cafes ever being, I think the first time we met, right? Right, Because you were with Alana yeah. and um, that was, that was, and I showed up because they were doing a market and they had asked for my help on yeah. putting like the market yeah, yeah, together yeah. for their, I think one year. And um, so I was there and I saw Alana and then I met you and it was, it was wonderful. Um, and then I think maybe the next time we got to see you right. okay. was at this, like, it wasn't that long after that, it wasn't, was it? no, okay. totally summer. Like that. Um, yeah. I feel like they were like weekends. Were they? Cause what is, I, I love Everbean so much that I think I know their, uh, anniversaries in June, I yeah. think. And then this would have been in like, it was maybe June. end of July. Oh, was it that? I, you know what? Because weren't they leaving like in August or September? Yeah. So and it, it was cl- it was close enough. I feel yeah. Uh, same, same season, um, but it was. I think what was so great about seeing you up there was that I also didn't know what to expect because yeah. this was such a like the crowd, <laughs> b- blessings to everyone. But like w- w- I didn't know what was in store, and so that I was just dying. I was like laughing so because it was what, and I think. You know, I was making up for maybe the people who maybe was going over some heads or oh, it whatever. I was definitely going yeah. over some heads. <laughs> I like, was making up for that for sure. Yeah, Ryan has told me that like the people he was sitting next to did not find it funny okay. at all. <laughs> That's hilarious. Well, um, my row was awesome. Yeah, was the bomb. Yeah. yeah, well, it was you, um, because you we, and Alana were together. Yeah, yeah, and then Hannah would have been there, right? With wouldn't she have with me? Well, I but think Hannah was, didn't think I was that funny. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> no, Joey thought I was funny. Oh, there we go. And Joey asked. I was you. there for Joey. Yeah, that's fair. That is fair. Oh, that's too I funny. Think, I think Hannah, <laughs> the whole time I knew her, would just be like, "Yeah, he's a guy." 
he's he exists. That I didn't get that you were a comedian from Hannah. That's fair. That's not one thing that came up. Uh, yeah, there was a lot of things I got to know about you, but that wasn't one of them. So I think it was cool. It was a yeah. it was a refreshing surprise for me. I was like, yeah. "Who the fuck is this guy?" And you're hilarious, and you're it. For me, it's like if you <laughs> if you're making me laugh this hard, this has got to be a good thing. So yeah, it was it was funny to freestyle a lot of that. I I remember thinking to myself, like, I wish I remembered some of it. I know because I'm sure it was useful. Yes, <laughs> yes, it wasn't. That is how it happens, though. I feel like when I things i uh, too black out out of uh, all sorts of things you know i've only yeah that's that only kind of happens when it's i know it's not going to be a good show Mm -hmm. for me Mm -hmm. i do just kind of check out and then apparently i just go into autopilot because that's amazing though alana's like yeah i can tell you weren't paying attention to what you were doing but like i don't think anybody like alana's so good at that like i did a music show one time and I, just, I forget why, but I just did not want to be there. Okay, <laughs> okay, fair. So We're like, feeling it. It's like twenty minute set, and I remember just being like, "I guess fucking go." And then I just walked. Uh, the next thing I remember was walking off stage, and I was like, "Yeah, I can tell you weren't paying attention, but I don't think anybody else caught it." No. And I was like, "Cool." I mean, that's that's magic in itself. I mean, if you can perform like that and like I, blow, I, like that's great. I think it's just the years of watching stand up and the yes. years of kind of like knowing what like instinctively maybe you know it's like yeah that's wonderful yeah um but i i want to say that i i was going somewhere with this i swear 20 minutes ago no i love that um i love that about us but um i want to say i love us too yeah right like so much so glad you share that with me um but this is why we work, D. Um, but I want to say that it's been super cool to, you know, watch you evolve and grow as uh, an artist, as a as a friend to me, and uh, as a human being. I think it's fucking amazing to to watch that. And I want to say that I'm so honored to carry your book at the shop as well. And, you know, I always, always boast about you (laughs) because I love you. And also I let everybody know, too, that the copies of the shop are special because they're signed by D. Fredder himself. And I always, always point that out to people because when they open it and see your your wonderful autograph, they're just like, what? Like, this is amazing. It's a a bonus. So I just want to say thank you for that. Thank you for letting me be part of a small part of your amazing journey. Absolute pleasure. Um, Yeah, definitely. If you want to get a signed copy and you're not able to make it to a live show definitely go Absolutely. to the Hannah home. I'm, I'm a good follower grab it there we yeah. might uh we might be adding a little extra something something in the next batch Ooh. um that Can't are oh, apparently on their way we'll see yes what, soon we'll see I if hope. they get here um, <laughs> good don't get them from massey books who said that oh shit oh <laughs> you didn't um, hear it here yeah so i guess that's probably good yeah, yeah. all right well, well thank you thank you for having me yeah well thank you for guest hosting always a pleasure do you want to end the podcast or do you want me to just do that <laughs> look at my face right now um how that was you, real cute. Yeah. <laughs> my right. face could be emoji right, you cool. go I'll, 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 I'll just take it back, I'll just take it back. <laughs> you're um, amazing thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the don't fret podcast your guest host ben pia sandu hey yo i've been d fretter Y'all have a good week. I'll see you Saturday, October 1st at the Bez Arts Hub. Doors open at 7. Show starts at 7.30. Special guest, Danny Kirst, one of the illest to ever do it. And if not, no worries. I'll see you on YouTube. Y'all have a good week. Be safe. Be smooth.